millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. 
future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Ladies and gentlemen, we're live. Welcome back to The George Show with me, the goofiest and the most all-over-the-place political show on the planet. We're not only live on Behizzy, my channel, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nick Moseder. Man, we got a lot to talk about, but it wouldn't be a Nick Moseder show without me spending a minute at the beginning telling you why I can't do schedules. <laughs> Guys, I cannot stick to a schedule. It's very hard for me. These live streams, yeah, three days a week, boom, baby, we're doing it. We're doing it. Wow, be hizzy. Wow, I hate you. Anyways. You butchered my intro. Behizzy said he was going to do both of our intros, and I assume you've watched my show at least twice. What, right? You know what's crazy? I watch your show, but I don't know what your intro is. Do you actually, All right. I mean, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are live. That's, dude, come on. We are live. Yeah. Come yeah. on. And then you talk about how you can't do schedules for at least a couple anymore. minutes. Because I always try to commit to a schedule. I'm like, we're going to go live Monday through but Thursday. But no one wants to hear it at the beginning. It's I like, know. Oh, we get it, Nick. We get it. This is the I, time you're telling us. Whenever I fail to stick to the schedule, I feel really guilty about it. But I just decided recently to ditch the whole thing. And nobody said anything. So Wait, You felt guilty? Come on. You're not Marjorie Taylor Green cheating on her husband with Kevin McCarthy sucking up his pee-pee. <laughs> That's why she's like this. She is she, now a full-blown globalist deep state whore. She is. Com- I mean, she's been completely up McCarthy's ass. What is up with her? What What happened to Marjorie Taylor Greene? I thought she was MAGA. Uh, she's not MAGA, man. She is. She's on something else, and it ain't the American people's the American people's priorities. It's disgusting. And you know who I'm more disappointed is. Fully on board with this stupidity of a budget bill is this man, Thomas Massey. I thought he was a libertarian, Nick. Yeah, you would think he would not want a massive raise to the debt ceiling as a libertarian and a bunch of wasteful, fraudulent, and abuseful uh, government spending. But you know what? I saw this tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I want to I pull it up because this is their justification uh, for supporting this bill, and she says that it was Thomas Massey's idea. Wait, why do we got to jump straight into it? Why can't you just tell me, like, oh, how was your day? How was your day? My day was fine. Did you change any diapers today? I changed multiple poopy diapers. One was full of watermelon. Oh, right, I thought disgusting. kids only pooped once per day. No, th- not my kid. My kid poops two, three times a day. And he's starting to use the potty, right? So he take his diaper off. You're like, you want to use the potty? And he goes and he sits down. And then when he stands up, I realize his diaper was full of poop. And so he's got poop all over his butt. Now it's all over his little toilet seat. That's Wait, he has a little toilet? He has a little tiny toilet that flushes and everything. Wait. <laughs> it's adorable. I mean, it just makes a flushing sound. Oh, but it doesn't actually go anywhere. No. But I, I worked out today. I did leg day. I've been working out. Leg day, yeah, that was my that was yesterday. Leg day, Nick. What are you doing, man? What are you doing trying to catch up? I gotta stay fit, man. We gotta fight communism. Wait, are the abs back or is it just flabby mosita? Nah, the abs were the I've never had abs in my entire life. I probably never will. I I have an interesting case 
where actually, yeah, nah, I'm not, I can't relate. I'm, I'm a specimen of genetic supreme, supreme being. So I got abs. I got everything. I, I even got a big booty. You know, I'm blessed everywhere. Nick. <laughs> like, so what's your leg day consist of? Is it just quads or do you split it like hamstring one day? Well, so I'm quads? doing push pull legs. Oh, okay. Okay. And I got a workout A and a workout B. Wait, in your garage? In my garage. Yeah. I got oh, like a squat cage and everything. Do a leg day in your garage. Okay. Well, well, my routine is not. It's not that heavy on leg day because I hate leg day, but I have to do it. So I do, you know, four sets of uh, back squat and then Romanian deadlift and then Bulgarian split squat and I'm done. See, look at you, traitor, talking about Bulgaria, Romanian. Bro, if you're not doing American deadlift, American (laughs) squat, then. Yeah, I never even thought about it. You're right. You're right. What's up with this? Move to the country. Anyways, let's talk about. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we've heard all about my boring day. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? Thomas Massey, Jim Jordan, they're all kind of sh- kind of shocking us with this betrayal to the country in, in voting to raise the debt ceiling, uh, this BS bill that they're passing and supporting, right? Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter did this whole thread about her justification for why they're doing this, and she's oh, right. I just say, isn't it a little bit hypocritical and disappointing that you follow her? I don't even think I do follow her. Yes, I do. Okay, do it's right there. Her. No, 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 I do, I do, I do. Uh, well, well, I have Come to... On, Joe Biden, get it together. No, I'm trying facts. to stay up to date on what's woman. happening. You follow her. It, is that... if I, I follow uh, Brian Krasenstein, too, but that's not an endorsement of that DNC page shill. I just Wait, need to see what's going on. Yeah, but not because I like him or I. Yeah, I, I got I an argument with, with that guy. I got an argument with him. He was complaining that Uganda's anti-LGTV community bill. Oh, it's against human rights, and I'm like, how is the United States going to tell Uganda how to run its country? And now the leftists, you know the foreign aid people are like, okay, fine, we'll take our foreign aid. I'm like, great, let's just agree to never send foreign aid to any country ever. Yeah, that's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win for me. So, yeah, anyways, yeah. What were you- so anyways, all right, so I got I to gotta put a disclaimer out there. We are dual streaming on my channel and Behizzy's channel, right? But Behizzy originally invited me to do a show with him. So technically he's running the ship. Uh, but we are on my channel, so it may shock you to see Behizzy constantly interrupt me and me never get to the point. <laughs> but that's ju- that just comes with the territory. You. I've been trying to talk about this tweet for 15 minutes now. Dude, who cares about this tweet? This hoe has not- nothing smart to say. <laughs> she gets 146 likes. If I just tweet Arizona, I guarantee you it gets more likes. True. Okay, but you're you want to criticize her. I want to expose her further. Okay. All right. So she says in this debt ceiling bill, there's a tool provided to us that requires the House to pass twelve separate appropriations bills from the twelve different appropriations subcommittees. And if we can't get them passed, then we automatically pass a funding CR with an automatic one percent cut. Here's how it works. Uh in the past, the twelve appropriation bills would get put together in bill packages anywhere from threes to sixes all the way to one big vote. And you know what, Behizzy? 
I'm going to save you the I'm, I'm going to save you from being bored listening to this crap. Right. I, I'm going to summarize what she's saying here. OK, what she's saying, you know, is she is supporting this debt ceiling raise because there's a tool inside of it that provides um, them an opportunity to to pass appropriation bills from the subcommittees so that they can later uh, pull the funding from the IRS and stuff like that in these appropriation bills. So she's saying, basically, we we got to, you know, uh, cave to the Democrats, stop pressuring Biden, uh, you know, and go ahead and pass this bill now. But later, we're going to pass another bill that defunds the, the IRS agents and stuff and like that. Biden will sign it? No, it's going to work because we'll, we'll threaten a, a government shutdown. It's going to be oh. totally different. Oh, okay. So at that point in the future, we'll be like, all right, if you don't cave to our demands, we'll let this thing sink. What about now? Like, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Isn't that what we're failing to do right now as we speak? Threatening to default on our debt in order to stop this reckless spending and that's failing? You know, Nick, the last time the government shut down, well, almost shut down. I was like scared. I was I was terrified. I was like, no, the government needs to keep running. How are we going to build bridges now? I'm a grown man. Please, Lord, <laughs> shut this government down. They're doing too much. Right. And- without the, without the government, who's going to mandate that I take a deadly vaccine and kick in my door and put me on a domestic terrorist list? Oh, who's going to do that? Like, no, please allow the government to shut down. Let all these hoes siphoning money from our tax dollars for their useless useless projects just go homeless i i i don't mind government employees these bureaucrats going homeless i don't care for their well-being one bit so do you think mccarthy's gonna cave what do you mean he's already caved no he's gonna cave to our side no, absolutely not. They're gonna they're gonna have a vote around I think 10 p.m. tonight. And is he not scared of the uh, the motion to vacate. Is no one gonna bring that up? Well, uh, apparently not. Apparently not. And I believe you know. So you have a motion to vacate, which requires what? Is it one vote or four vote? Either way, it's really easy oh, it's to one member of the House, Republican or Democrat, bringing it up. And then there's a house vote, and right? They have they have to have to get a two eighteen majority, to and so it goes back to voting again and again and again. Exactly, and and the problem with that is the Democrats know that they're not going to get a Democrat House Speaker, so they're probably just going because they like McCarthy. So they're probably you just think going, they like McCarthy. They when they know that they can't get a Democrat uh, a Democrat House Speaker, they don't have True. the majority votes. Um, and McCarthy caves to all of their demands, why would you vote to get rid of them? Well, I mean, there's some Democrats that are going to vote no on this that only no because they want to spend more money. That's that's the no. But here's <laughs> what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm thinking about, Nick. I think Democrats enjoy the chaos. They like the fact that they can use that as a marketing tool against Republicans. Look, they're in chaos, so I think they keep voting for so motion to vacate, and now there's a vote on whether to retain the speaker, right? 
Um, or is it all oh, new speaker nominations? Because I don't think it's it's just a motion to remove the speaker, right? A motion to vacate the speaker, right? And then they they'd have it, it would be first. You have to have. I think it's four votes. You say it's one vote. I think it's four. But regardless, once you have the motion to vacate, wait, four votes to do what? Excuse me. To bring a motion to vacate the speaker. Wait, but in the rules changes that McCarthy agreed to, you need one member to... Okay, so maybe that's where I got confused. It went from four to one. I believe so. Okay, so once you once you pass... Uh, once you bring a motion to vacate, then it goes to a majority vote. Uh, and if they... Yeah, if they, if they vote to remove the speaker, then you'd have to have another right. speaker election. Right. So it would be... The same thing over and over again, but you need 218 Republicans to vote no or vote yes for the motion to vacate. But bringing the motion in the first place should kind of scare McCarthy, because if Democrats say, yes, let's vacate. And then a few Republicans agree, you know, the Freedom Caucus, then, yeah, McCarthy would be out. And then it'd be getting voted on over and over again. Hakeem Jeffrey, Madam Speaker, Madam Clerk, I rise today to nominate Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> and then they all get up like hoes, like, ah, yes, a black man. Great value Obama. <laughs> Obama from the dollar store. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Kevin McCarthy, were you expecting him to backstab us? Because I, I look, honestly, Nick, the first two weeks i was fully in i was like wow he's talking about releasing january 6 footage he's really like doing things he declined Zelensky. he uh, removed ilhan omar and adam schiff and hey, eric swalwell mm-hmm, right yeah. he did that when all every all the eyes were on him and everybody was looking to see whether or not he was going to side with the establishment or maga right he right. did that to appease maga long enough for people to kind of s- slowly stop paying attention Right. And I mean, we had the little blip on the radar with the January 6th footage that that he was supposedly going to release to Tucker Carlson in full. And then that came to a screeching halt after day one. Um, (laughs) You know, there was no because Tucker got fired. Wasn't he going to release more? Was that all he gave Tucker? Well, so what a lot of people got confused about this and believed that Kevin McCarthy just gave all the footage to Tucker Carlson. That's not what happened. He allowed Tucker and his team of producers to come view the footage and basically take what they wanted to, barring certain footage that could pose a uh, security threat, like um, would, would basically allow some sort of domestic terrorist to map out the infrastructure of the building and plan another terrorist attack, right? So there was certain stuff that was off limits. But the reality is that footage was never given to Tucker Carlson. He was able to come and take snippets. So you don't hold on. You don't think Mozart already knows the exact layout of the Capitol? Because if there was any attacks on the Capitol, it's them, Nick. I've been watching Nick Fuentes. He's right. Mossad. I was at first. I was like, "What are you talking about, Mozart? Are oh, you talking Mozart. about the, yeah, man, the Israeli CIA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, we're not gonna we're not gonna start talking about Jews. Last night, man, I was terrified. I couldn't sleep. I was like, man, because I was watching Nick Fuentes. <laughs> you can't do that, man. It's like he went in. Nah, I'm joking. No, Anyways, that's, 
Anyways, like real reason. That was the excuse. They said that's the <laughs> see. That's the reason why uh, they couldn't release all of the footage to the public, or or they you know they had to selectively give certain access to Tucker Carlson, but not full access because of security risks. And uh, oh, I just I almost forgot about this. Uh, you want to know how I know that we're getting screwed with this debt ceiling raise? Because the very same day we find out this announcement that John Solomon of Just the News is going to get access to the January 6th footage. Kevin McCarthy's going to allow him. So, so Kevin McCarthy knows he's taking a lot of heat right now, and he's trying to deflect off Here, of that. Hit the insurrection. Right. Video. Look, I'm going to somewhat kind of deliver on the promise I said I was going to deliver from day one. But have been stalling and delaying. That little blonde cheerleader. Yeah, Kevin! Kevin! She's tweeted, yeah, we're releasing the footage. It's coming out. We're going to expose January 6th. We're talking about the debt ceiling. Four point... Is it one? Is it two trillion? Who knows, man? Oh, how much does it cut, by the way, this agreement? Cut? What do you mean? We're We're raising the debt... Uh, four trillion dollars over oh, the course no, of but in spending. How much does it cut? Oh, okay. So, so the the big victory here, the cut, right? The the I guess concessions that McCarthy was able to get from Biden. We're cutting one point nine billion dollars to the IRS, right? One point nine billion out of eighty billion. So. <laughs> So we were going to create 87,000 IRS agents, but now we're only creating 86,999, oh, right? So big, big good. win. Big, big win there. And we're also cutting uh, some of the COVID spending, the COVID era spending, right? We're cutting <laughs> spending that was created uh, based around, you know, like, like, uh, Based on a virus that the emergency order has been lifted for and absolutely nobody gives a crap about and hasn't given a crap about for over a year. We're cutting some of that COVID spending. Oh. So there's the big wins. Those two things. No more vaccines? No, I think it's more or less like uh, COVID relief. Oh, like giving it to counties to relieve themselves of the <laughs> of the virus that doesn't kill anyone and the only people it kills had three to four comorbidities. Right, right, right. So I, I want everybody to understand here what we were supposed to get. Like what, there was an original bill. The Republicans, they were going to use their power to, to threaten default on our debt long enough to get uh, Biden and the Democrats to cave so we don't default right. and send us into financial crisis. And uh, we wanted to negotiate. We were, we were willing to concede a $1.5 trillion budget increase but in exchange, we would get massive cuts to spending, right? We were supposed to get rid of all of the 87,000 new IRS agents uh, that we're spending $80 billion on, you know, <laughs> that are obviously going to target the working class Americans and small business owners, right? you know, ditch the student loan bailouts and all that stuff. But what did we get? A $4 trillion budget increase and practically no cuts to spending. And we're still subsidizing the Green New Deal BS and enriching China and the globalist elites, right? We're, we're, this is not a victory. And, and you, you brought up the fact that, uh, you know, numerous Democrats are upset about this, but all they're doing is virtue signaling. 
because they have to pretend to be upset. Right? They're not upset. The Democrats aren't upset. We are they get to they get to continue all their spending, raise inflation, destroy the dollar, raise prices, uh pass a gigantic crisis onto our kids and grandkids. Right? They get to continue the systemic collapse of America. Right now, we're telling the the rest of the world, which is already moving away from the dollar as the world reserve currency, we're telling them that the dollar is a dangerous investment and cut your losses, right? And the reason the Democrats have to pretend to be upset is because of, you know, stuff like one of one of the things that's in this bill as part of the concessions uh Biden or McCarthy got from Biden is that uh TANF what is it? What is it? The welfare and food stamps, there's like work requirements um that that the Republicans say is an aim to decrease unemployment and get people that are on welfare uh, to get back into the workforce and start becoming productive members of the society. The Democrats have to pretend to be really, really upset about that. No. You know, you're trying to take food out of the mouths of hungry, poor people and blah, 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 blah. But the reality is they, they, they get everything that they want. Right. Right. Oh, we got a rumble rant from Jonathan. He says, when will we ever learn not to trust any of these people? Oh, snap. I got a rumble rant from Roy. $20. He says, this is for Nick. Jonathan C. Tay says, that's right, Roy, for $15. I'm getting all kinds of rumble rants over here. Let me let me see what... Oh, wow. But his, he has 213 people watching, and we've got 188. We got to step it up, folks. So... Those of you watching on Behizzi's channel, make sure to <laughs> <laughs> make sure to ditch the beehive and come over to the wealth pack. Snap benefits. That's right. Snap. 50-year-olds. <laughs> Bones Mama says, snap 50-year-olds need to get off their asses. Oh, that's funny. Wait, wait. Snap is uh is the food stamp thing? One of TANF, I believe, is like uh welfare and snap is food stamps. I'm I, so, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, man, I'm I'm tired, Nick. I'm tired of talking about McCarthy. Uh, I'm tired of talking about these complete and utter buffoons who screw us over, over and over and over again. It's getting tiring, man. It's getting absolutely tiring. What are we supposed to do, man? Anyways, moving on to Kerry Lake. Yes, please. Because you know what? I never really gave much attention to this this whole manufactured crisis in the media about defaulting on our debt and the the calamity that would follow and blah 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 because, because I knew I knew that they were going to raise the debt ceiling as they always do what they were going to stop it how much do we owe now 32 34 35 uh, well now we're looking at I think 38 trillion which we're never ever going to pay off it's well, it's, it's not going to happen so COVID really, damages were up to thirty-eight trillion. So if we just tell China, "Yo, thirty-eight trillion," that's how much COVID damaged us. You gotta pay up. So basically, we just for, they forgive our debt. Actually, we do need a default, though, don't you think? We need to let everything crash, create a new currency, Nazara Jazar. It, it's kicking the can. We're just kicking the can, uh, avoiding the inevitable, passing this problem on to our kids and grandkids. Because we've created a crisis that there's really no escaping. Mm. So, def- yeah, I mean, default now, 
or just run this run this whole system into the ground. Either way, the system's going to collapse. It, 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 one is an immediate, and the other is prolonged. So, who established this kind of banking where you basically lend a bunch of money, of course, credit? Like, who did that? Which group? Well, we- <laughs> don't don't go there. No, you, all right, you've been watching Nick Fuentes again. Yeah, let me stop. Let me stop. Nah, don't. Let's not go there. Nah, but on DeSantis chart- passed a bill in my state. I'm not allowed to talk about that. Mm, wait, you you're not? No, 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 no. Okay, I don't even think I can insinuate. What do you think the it? number 109 represents, Nick? The number before 110. The number of countries that have kicked. Certain people. I'm joking. I'm joking. Come on, man. It's really not that funny, man. Come on. It's not because it's reality. Wait, the Rothschilds. Who are they? (laughs) What happened in the city of London? What about? Yeah, they're the they're the the Rothschild dynasty that owns literally every central bank in every developed nation around the world. They control the currency of virtually every every industrialized nation who killed jfk all right all right let's talk about curry lake man election integrity Woo-hoo! secure Woo! let's talk about it what do you got to say about it well i mean do you think well she's gonna appeal obviously because Kerry she has lake. to appeal do you think it's there's any chance it's successful <sighs> after what we saw with the original appeal process through the appellate court and because I mean Carrie Lake was asking the 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 appeals court and the Arizona Supreme Court to reverse um, not just Judge Thompson's dismissal on the two counts that went to trial but all ten and she was also asking the Arizona Supreme Court to address the clear and convincing standard that was set by Judge Thompson which flies in the face of a hundred years of Supreme Court right. precedent and the Supreme Court affirmed the clear and convincing standard. And rejected uh, most of her claims, and only reversed one out of out, out of ten, which was the signature verification claim. And um, we saw how that turned out. So I I, I don't know, man. I, I think that in principle, Carrie Lake has to appeal, and especially with this newly revealed evidence regarding the secret testing of the Dominion machines. Wait, why? They probably had that footage for a while. Why wait on it? Not necessarily. See, what what happened was, after the original case was dismissed back in December, they they had filed a public record request to Maricopa County, which they didn't comply with until months later. And then they obtained the slog files, the system log files, which showed them the uh, instances in the code, you know, in this system log file, that they were literally, uh, you know, reprogramming the machines with new memory cards and running test ballots after the alleged statutorily required certification date of October 11th. Right. So they knew that something happened, and then they were reverse engineered to find the footage of it happening at the timestamps that was in the, the system log file. So a lot of people were being critical about the fact that this didn't surface until now. But I'm not necessarily sure. Well, it's also important to point out that Carrie Lake's attorneys tried 
to insert this evidence into the courtroom before the second trial. But Judge Thompson refused to allow that into the courtroom. Uh, Right, because of relevance, because of the election challenge statute in Arizona, which gives you only a five-day window, right? So all of your evidence has to be submitted within that five-day window, just like a month after the election, and then that's it. You're not allowed to submit new evidence unless you file a motion under Rule 60, which says that I could not have had this evidence prior to uh, the end of that window because I didn't have it at the time, right? Like, the fact that Maricopa County refused to turn that stuff over until after the case was originally dismissed, Carrie Lake could not have submit that evidence during the original trial because she didn't have it. Oh, man. Well, do you think there's a chance, because I kind of think of it too, the U.S. Supreme Court would be interested in setting the standard for election challenges? They need to, but I think that the problem with, um, I think that the problem with the with the whole because everybody wants to see Carrie Lake's election challenge go to the U.S. Supreme Court, but the right, right, but the U.S. Supreme Court views elections as a state issue. No, elections is a state issue, or they view elections as a state issue if you um, didn't exhaust all your legally available uh, remedy or venues for justice. So they view elections as a state issue when it comes to that. I don't think when you've shown them, I've exhausted every avenue. I've appealed this, gone back to trial, appealed this, and now I'm here. I don't think they're they're going to kick it back to the state, especially if you go to your state Supreme Court from all the levels. I think a case like Harper v. Moore, they could have easily said, ah, that's your state's issue. Instead, they were interested in setting a standard that would have affected the entire nation. So... I think, yes, they, they see it as a state issue, but they also understand why. Right. But you're, so you're 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 saying that you would like to see the Supreme Court give an opinion about how election challenges can be brought. Yeah. Right. But wouldn't that sort of um, there is there is no universal standard. Right. But they're right. But the time, place and manner of, of elections is, is is set by the legislature. And for this for the courts to set a universal standard for how election challenges are brought, I feel like would be a separation of powers issue. I don't think so. Because the times, places, and manner of holding elections clearly doesn't stop Arizona judges from moving around that standard. So well, but they, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't we want one universal standard? Why wouldn't we want one way of looking at evidence or one standard of evidence? Clear and convincing or just enough to cause doubt. We need we need clarification on those issues that 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 I could see clarification on the standard of evidence. Right. It doesn't mean they're going to tell Carrie Lake. All right. You're governor now. It means I I want them to to give a clear picture of what a candidate and their legal team must do if they feel cheated, what they must prove in order for the election challenge to be successful. Having one standard in every state is going to help this country. But well, it depends on what that standard is. But uh, I think they'd be interested in it for real because, of course, they know. Maybe we should have looked at some of those twenty twenty cases. Of course, they saw things like the Twitter files. Of course, of course, they're looking at it. I mean. 
the Supreme Court is just deadly scared of making a controversial decision that could eventually be overturned by a different set of judges. They're terrified of that. That's why they really just go back, go back. We're sending this back to the states. We're sending it, sending it back to the appeals court because they are the highest court in the land. But with, with elections, they, there is no standard that the court has agreed on on how an election challenge can be successful. And I think Cherry Lake's evidence and the, the things she'll bring forth might make them interested. Now, I'm not saying I, I don't know. Will. But I'm just being hopeful. Can I be hopeful for one? Yeah, but in Arizona, the the legend if 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 no if no standard existed, that would be one thing. But the the Arizona statutes lay out a process for bringing election challenges, and I feel like that the oh clarification for other judges on how to interpret because almost every state has similar similar laws on. Because state legislatures are copying each other, right? Instead of Texas, it says Arizona. These laws are very, uh, they're almost everywhere. But the problem is how judges are interpreting. Like, for example, signature verification. Is it supposed to be barred on latches? Why did Judge Thompson do that? And then why did the Arizona Supreme Court uh, overturn his decision on dismissing on latches? That's a lack of clarity. On, on small little issues. Yes, like and, and, and to uh, add to that, I think that there definitely is room for um, either the Arizona Supreme Court or the U.S. Supreme Court to issue some sort of opinion to give clarity regarding the um, the standard for how long it takes to compare a signature because the judge in that case, essentially he said the legislature does not prescribe a specific uh, time standard for reviewing a signature. Therefore, I can't as a judge I, if I were to prescribe that standard and say it's three seconds it takes three seconds to review a signature right. then I would be effectively legislating from the bench and that would be a separation of powers issue. That was his ruling. That's why even though you had Eric Spikine, expert in uh, forensic document anal- uh, analysis and signature analysis, he said, in my expert opinion, there's no way that you could possibly review a signature in under three seconds. Okay, so he tried to establish a standard standard before the court. And the judge, he heard that, and still he said, even though Eric Spikine said that, it's not written in the law. So I can't sit here and arbitrarily prescribe a standard because because i'm a judge and that would be up to the legislature so the fact that they reviewed the signature at all means that there was signature verification done as prescribed by the law there was no violation of the law so long as that image flashed on their screen and so i think that the judge that ruling that he gave could be overturned by a higher court well, do you think the entire ruling or just a specific part like that when you're talking about? Specifically, the way that he interpreted the law and uh, this this because effectively what he said is that if any signature verification took place whatsoever, and it's good, that would constitute um, that, you know, that that would mean that Maricopa County complied with the law when. Any any outside observer would look at that and say, what the hell are you talking about? It's So Kurt Olson's argument, I believe, is 100% valid. Kurt Olson said, 
This was his legal argument. He said, okay, even though there's no set standard of three seconds or four seconds, it does say in the law that you are to compare the two signatures. There must be a comparison. That word is in the statute. And so if we were to actually... If you're just looking here, next, 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 you're not comparing. You're not looking at one, looking at the other. Well, like, the, in order to compare something, it is implied that that takes time. Right. Right? It's the, the, word, the fact that the word, it says you must compare, the fact that that's in the statute implies that that process takes time. Good argument. Right? And so we have an expert who said the minimum time that it would take to compare. And so even though it's not written in the law, specifically written by the legislature, three seconds, it doesn't matter because they already wrote that you must do a comparison. Yeah. Oh, man. Wait, so, Nick, those, uh, that one video, was that a level one? Which, which one? Oh, the, the, the yeah. 90 second video. Yeah. Yes. That was, that was level one. <laughs> so we, so you know how there's this number of signatures that were flagged for level twos to come in. So you probably have a few of those, that one guy, a few of them just flicking through pictures. That's not the only person that was doing that. Yeah, but you know what Ray Valenzuela said, the election administrator? What did he say? Well, he said that, you know, what it was likely that that guy was doing, part of what they're supposed to do is after they've um, verified the signatures, they're supposed to go back and review their work. So he was just clicking through real quick to be like, yep, 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 yep. I did that one, did that one, did that one. And so that can take half a second. Uh, but he pr he provided no evidence to that support that claim. Yeah. No, no one's doing that. Bro, it's an, it's an election. You're assuming the people that sent out the ballot sent it out to the right people. Uh, and I honestly, the signature verification process is probably the easiest to abuse because, all right, the ballots you're assuming were sent to the right people and returned by the correct people. Why, why would you sit there and actually genuinely look and compare the two and when you could just flick through it and get, get over, get over with it and get paid. So I, I can, I can see why more people who aren't even bad actors would just be doing that because there Maricopa County doesn't tell you actually sit there and compare signatures. Yep, and and you know they uh they said during that trial it was a bombshell admission that they actually had signature reviewers during COVID in the 2020 election reviewing signatures from home with no oversight, no <laughs> there was no oversight whatsoever. So every one of those signature verif verifiers, they all have a partisan bias, and I don't care how impartial you try to be. There's that little part of you in the back of your mind that when you see a carry, if, if you're a, a, a Katie Hobbs, you're a Democrat, right? right? When you see that Carrie Lake signature, there's a little part of you that, you know, eh, something about that doesn't look right. Reject. Right. You know, it, 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 it's, it almost makes me want to say we should have some sort of artificial intelligence running the system. But then again, oh, yeah, that would, AI would do a better job. And there's people that are like, what? How dare you say that? 
Well, it would have to be open source. Uh, yeah, open sourced. Because obviously, if it's if it's AI provided by Runbeck, uh, no, 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 no. See, I mean, there's a lot of good solutions to these election problems. You can still have machines that aren't evil and corrupt. I mean, I prefer hand counting, but if they really want machines, there are machines out there with open source software. And if we transparency is the most important thing, we can have Dominion machines, but Dominion machines without transparency is why we're here. Transparency is is the number one thing. Right. If If you had if you had open source code and you had auditable trails that could not be manipulated, then technology wouldn't be such a bad thing. But that's not we've outsourced all of these. Uh, election processes to third-party vendors with their own partisan uh, partisan agenda. I'm pretty sure Dominion contributed to one of Hillary Clinton's campaigns. Really? I know for a fact that Dominion shared an office floor with George Soros Tides Foundation in right. Toronto, Canada. Right. So I know for a fact that the CEO of Runbeck has contributed exclusively to Democrats. Right. I know for a fact that the Eric voter roll system was uh, was founded by David Becker, a, a Democrat operative and funded by George Soros. Right. These, these are, are these are inescapable facts. That all of these third party vendors where the fraud occurs. Are run by partisan operatives with their own political agenda and massive power to manipulate election results, even if you don't. Even if I didn't have any evidence that any actual fraud occurred, I would still see that as as a problem and a threat to our, our nation's security. We right. have we have a, 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 a twenty trillion dollar GDP, the biggest economy in, in human history, and all it takes is a couple of bad actors installed in inside of these third party vendors to manipulate a presidential election and completely destroy the country from the inside out you don't think that there's 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 bad actors and foreign adversaries that would do anything that they possibly could to exploit that when they know that they couldn't destroy us through uh their military nick you were cooking did you hear that the sound yeah, yeah, you were cooking. You were cooking, man. That was I got good. the soundboard, man. You you have a soundboard now? No, no, no. I I I, I earned. Yeah, yeah. No, the that soundboard, was... the sound effect. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Really good. I, I think, uh, yeah, people are deceived to think there's how many counties in America? Thirty something thousand or three? I don't know. Hold on, how many counties? Isn't it like, I don't know. I don't know either. But I think it's like, like three thousand cities, but. How many counties in the U.S.? 3,142. Yeah, 3,100. 43, 143. Okay, so 3,100 counties. Are you really seriously going to tell me that out of those 3,143 counties, there is not a single county there that is consistently rigging elections? And also, you really only need, what, 16 Actually, maybe six of those counties out, out of that 3,001. When they talk about widespread voter fraud, this is what they're not talking about. Widespread means everywhere. 
It's like here, here, here. No, you just need it here, 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 here. You need it in like four places and you'll rig four states. You're good. Yep. Detroit, Philadelphia, Allegheny, um, Fulton County, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, and what am I missing? Atlanta. Atlanta. Boom. Rigging election. Nick, I had a theory the last stream, and I, I think I'm, I'm promoting the idea. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. Why don't we get Glenn Youngkin to rig the elections <laughs> in 2024 for us, like reverse rig? 
Uh, Virginia is red. I saw you were giving crap to Glenn Youngkin on Twitter for not pulling the state out of uh, Eric when, in fact, Virginia did pull out of Eric. They're one of nine states, including Texas, uh, Florida. Right. Yeah, Virginia pulled out of Eric. You didn't see that? Oh, that was May 11th. Oh. Yep. yep, it happened. No, so I went to the Eric site, and I saw Virginia. Okay. Why didn't you call me out, man? I did. You don't look at my tweet replies. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, that's actually good news. Yeah, but we got to look at what they replace Eric with. Although, just the fact that we're decentralizing the control of the voter rolls is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Because it's going to be harder for them to cheat with people, you know, from different name, different states. It, it, it would take more bad actors yeah. in order to rig an election if we decentralize the voter rolls. But I, I, I wanted to, I keep forgetting to do that. Look at what... Um, third-party vendor they're going to go with instead of Eric. It's kind of like when they get rid of the Dominion machines, but they replace them with ES&S or Heart Inter- Inter- Civic. I think Georgia had some dude named Jarvis or Garvis. Yeah. And, and it, it's failing, apparently. Gannett County says it's not working. According to who, though? According to what media outlet? So, Georgia record... I don't know how how trustworthy they are. (laughs) CanCon's uh, busting your balls in the chat. Says CanCon 2, but his he's zero. So he beat you in chess. I I stuck around for probably 45 minutes watching you guys try to figure out. Why are y'all reminding me of that? Like, why? Why why do you have to bring that up? We're out here talking about elections, how this country is getting destroyed by billions and trillions of dollars being spent on absolutely nothing. And by the way, how much of that money is going to Ukraine? I don't know. Well, Can't, not enough because they're probably going to add more. And you care about me losing in chess? Ban that chatter right now. Mute them. You know what's you know what's the biggest joke of oh, all? Oh, it's CanCon that put it. I thought it was a viewer. No, no, no. CanCon CanCon's in there busting your balls. <laughs> but uh, you know what? You know what is the 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 funniest part about this is that uh, with this budget increase, right? Right. They are removing the cap for a year which means there's no cap. They can spend as recklessly as they want until January 5th, 2025. And you know what that means? It means they're going to run up the bill as much as humanly possible, and they're going to kick the can right until after the 2024 election so that this doesn't hinder the deep state's ability to rig the election for Joe Biden. Nick, I I really, I've been deluding myself to really think Trump can win in 2024. Like, I've been seriously deluding myself. I I was just, I'm just thinking, like, if we can get Georgia, like, in our column, red, boom, pick up a few house seats in Florida, a few more in Texas, a few more in North Carolina, we keep the house. Nick, Nick, you're paying attention. I, I'm reading CanCon. He says, January 2025, I thought it was two years. Well, I I wrote that down on my note, so I think it is one year. I don't know where you got two years, but yeah, okay. they're suspending it until right after the election, which is completely intentional. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking, if we can just get Georgia, isn't there a Senate ra- race in 2024 in Georgia? I, I'm pretty sure. That one gay dude. 
the not black pastor, the other one. The one gay. Um, how many gay pastors are there in Georgia? No, no. The gay pastor Warnock and is Warnock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other dude, the white guy, little nerd. What's his name? I don't know. Um, why? I don't want to spend too much. Somebody figure it out. Is there Georgia senators? Ah, all right. Well, anyway, so so you're you're talking about you're talking about how you're deluding yourself into the fact that Trump can win in 2024. Let's talk about that. Georgia. Pick up a few Senate uh, House seats in Texas, a few more in North Carolina after their redistricting, and win a few in Georgia, man, Nick, and win the Senate seat there. We keep the House. Boom, we got the House. We got the Senate. Are we going to get the Senate in? No, no, no. We, we might lose. This. It might be 50-50, but Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, is going to even it out. <laughs> you think he's going to be, be, you really think Mike Pence is going to be VP? It, w- it wouldn't shock me, to be honest with you. No, no. Trump wouldn't be stupid enough to get that the second time. I think he's going to get, like, Christy Gnome. Like, that just makes so much sense. Somebody like, put out some sort of F- FEC paperwork, and it was CanCon, FEC.gov paperwork, where it was like a filing from Ron DeSantis where yeah. he listed Christy Gnome as the VP, but I think that was fake. Oh, John Ossoff. That's your. That's what oh, you're trying to yeah. talk about. That that prick. That's why I couldn't remember his name. It's so forgettable. So, if we can get Georgia, Nick, we just but, need Arizona. Nice little Arizona. Nice little Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Nice little Arizona ain't gonna happen. Okay, Wisconsin. Wisconsin ain't gonna happen. Look, if we have enough lawyers in place and poll workers and poll watchers, we're gonna win, Nick. We if just we, need to ballot harvest enough ballots. We're gonna win. Let me delude myself into thinking Trump Trump has a chance. Let me just be happy. Let's talk about the fact that here here's what I think they're going to do. Um I think that they're genuinely trying to run Ron DeSantis and oppose Trump. I think they're going to try as much as possible. Um and what I think is going to happen is is Trump's going to win the nomination, but that is only going to escalate the uh, the attacks from Jack Smith and the Georgia um, grand the jury that starts right around the heat of election season. Right, right, right. And so, what I there, there's going to be massive, massive attacks, uh, legal attacks to Trump. Pro- I feel like there something's going to go down. Something crazy is going to oh, go yeah, down. The results of the Georgia uh, Fulton County thing. They're going to come out with indictments. They're creating. No. And they're creating the narrative. They're creating a narrative that Trump is so controversial and and, and involved in so much illegal activity. That he's going to lose. That he he lost again to Joe Biden. As unbelievable as that may seem to all you MAGA conspiracy theorists out there, he lost again because the people don't want a criminal for president. That's what I. That's what they're obviously attempting to do. Right, right. Damn, we can see it. And we're predicting it. And there's someone out there that's super excited to see Trump lose again. There's someone out there that's going to buy a Trump 2024 hat, a shirt, get the whole, just going to get the whole gauntlet of Trump merch, and they're just going to lose. And they're going to see him lose 
despite the fact that we were saying it two years ago. But, but but let's let's just nah, hope, Trump, man. Trump has a plan. 2025, Trump's getting sworn in. He has his right hand up. Man, oh, deep state shaking. George Bush in the background pissing his pants. <laughs> Biden showed up on accident to see the uh, next president. And then the first thing Trump does is just declare war on the deep state, fires 50 plus thousand bureaucrats because that's really what he wants to do and replaces them. Oh, or shouldn't replace them. You just fire them and remove the jobs forever. I think presidents don't need 50 agencies to answer to. Dude, do you know the White House, the president doesn't really have that much power? I mean, the Office of Budget and Management is far more powerful in some some cases than the president's power himself. Yeah, it's the people in the black suits. Yeah. Wasn't it uh, Putin that said he's dealt with three presidents and you know they all come in with these bright ideas but what it really comes down to is uh you know on day one they get get confronted with all the people in black suits and all their huh mozard mossad you we went through this i said mossad and you said mozart nope that's the opposite of what happened oh and and it's on record yeah so it's that but nick who do you think killed jfk you know, I'm not. I'm not a huge. Um, I haven't really investigated that too much, but I assume the CIA, just like RFK Jr. believes, the CIA, just them. Where? What are you getting at, man? You want Why? Why are you going down wait, this wait, rabbit, who rabbit trail? Who did nine eleven? Who Who is responsible for nine eleven? The Saudis. Just them. <laughs> Look. Look, now you look, you know, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. All right. So it's your people's man. My people's. Yeah. My, what do you mean? My people, the people from your homeland. What are you talking about? You're a J dude. So listen, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, right? He was uh, labeled the Israeli super spy. He was deeply embedded with Mossad. Right? And he was, he was uh, before Epstein was even an Epstein, this guy was running massive uh, blackmail operations, and he, he owned a massive media conglomerate, including he owned the majority shareholding of MTV. So MTV was literally Israeli propaganda. This, this guy was like... Um, Arrival to Rupert Murdoch, right? And he was massively powerful, deeply embedded with uh, uh, the globalist elites, the royal family, right? And he turned up dead in the Atlantic Ocean, butt naked. And right after he died, well, he was killed. And Ghislaine Maxwell openly said that she believed he was killed by the Israeli government. Um, then she goes and un- openly announces her new relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. I, I think, what was that, 2004? Something like that. Oh, so... So what oh. I'm saying is um, the the globalist elite child trafficking blackmail operation with intelligence agency involvement, I believe it's a combination of the CIA and the Israeli 
um, version of the CIA Mossad. So, yeah, in a, in a way, it is it is the it is the Israelis that control all the. Oh my gosh! They just censored me as I was speaking about them. <laughs> nah, Nick. I, I've been watching the other Nick, man. I'm cozy. I've been getting Dude, cozy. I'm out. No, it was just one second. It was one second. I'm out of here. He's wrong about a lot of things, but I, I think he's actually right when he questions some of the things he's. Bro, I haven't heard a rebuttal to the things he's saying. I just heard him get called an anti-Semite. But how is it anti-Semitic to say, "All right, look who look who controls this, look who controls this, what's this doing to society?" Bro, who owns all the porn industries, all the companies? I don't know. Find out, man. Look who owns these big companies that promote complete and utter degeneracy to people. It's crazy. That's why Jesus said they are the synagogue of Satan. What am I trying to say, man? I don't know. I just feel like you're going down a road where... I'm actually a big fan of Israel as a Christian. Right, but I feel like you're marginalizing a group of people. I, I understand. I understand. Okay, you can you can make okay, uh, most of that is jokes. You right? can make a, a gigantic diagram of all the you know the bankers that are Jewish, the people in the media that are Jewish, the people in Hollywood that are Jewish, and right, and all this the stuff that got me into this into the into this stuff. <laughs> are you forgetting what you used to message me? I was sending you like Nick Fuentes stuff. Sort of like as a, like ironically, like I'm sarcastic. Oh, you were really fully. I have a Telegram channel, right? And there's constantly people in my chat that are saying everything is the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. Okay, I hate that. Gab is infested with that. Bro, it is. It is something that is like I tweet God. I something I poke fun at. I tweet God bless Israel every now and then just to like remind people. I, I bro, I, I look, Jesus was a Jew. So, what, correct. My, my own hate the, the people of my Lord, you know, I can't do that. So, wait, you don't think they're responsible for everything? No, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is that I believe that, I believe that there is, Certain, um, like, like the Jewish people, if they own a business or they own a bank, you know, they're 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 more inclined to help out their own people and get them into the fold to un- under the under the uh, Talmud, base, the Talmud, right, or something like that. It's principle in the Talmud, something like that, where they will give like an interest-free loan to another Jew. And it's all because they've been persecuted throughout history and they do this for each other. You know, some, something along those lines. Right. So, so you when, believe that they're willing to create banks, make money out of thin air for other people, but for their own peoples, they lend them money with interest. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that is. See, this is this is the thing about it. It's like I don't. I look at the vitriol from a bunch of people on Telegram that perpetuate this stuff, and it's something that I have very little interest in. Um, 
pursuing. Hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and... Who got, and, to, you, bro? Who got to you? Who paid you? <laughs> <laughs> the ADL, man. Nah, the Nick Fuentes will say something very smart. He said something very smart about Trump and why it's Trump over DeSantis. This is the first time I actually watched the show because he was talking to a bunch of guys that I know and I was watching him. I was like, okay. I was kind of forced to watch him because they brought him onto their show and I was watching them. And then he just started going in on all these other topics. But he'll say something very smart and then say something that just throws you off. So he made a really good point about the CIA and JFK and all these things. And then he started talking about Rumble. And this is how I know this guy just, he, he needs a reason to like hate Rumble because it's not cozy. So he starts talking about, oh, David Sachs. David Sachs is linked to this person. David Sachs just started working with Rumble. David Sachs, it's like now he's claiming that Rumble is basically owned by <laughs> you know who. So it's it's the weird connections he'll make, which don't make sense. But I think he's funny. I think it is kind of hilarious. He's an attention grabber. He's uh, charismatic. He's a person that has the potential to amass a following because of his off the off the wall um things that he things that he says and believes and talks about right, right? but he he's also what like a nine what well, how old is he like 2023 i don't even know he's 24 24 years old um isn't he like a self-proclaimed like like he he's asexual he panders to the very he he panders to these people on the internet and 4chan that are like incels, involuntary celibates, people that uh girls don't want to, you know, hook up with them and stuff like that. And they're they take this frustration and anger and horniness and and feeling of rejection and they listen to a guy like Nick Fuentes who says that you are being um, you're being uh, help me out here. You know what I'm trying to say. You're under attack. White people are going to get extinguished. Right, 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 right. right. And he's able to uh, tap into their own l- lower nature and their insecurities and a massive following of people that are loyal to Groiper. him. I'm a griper. Right, That's right, right. Whole identity, Groiper. Not, not nothing important in their life other than watching Nick Fuentes at night. Right, and he he purposely makes these shows late at night because he needs to implant something in their brain so that when they wake up the next day, they're like, "Ah, Nick again." <laughs> he gets them addicted with humor, and but yeah, I, I think he's he's obviously a businessman. This is how he, he makes his living. He found a market. Perhaps maybe he wasn't different enough to make a real living just being his. Because I don't believe he truly believes some of the things he says. I think he's genuinely joking sometimes. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's not somebody that I want to talk about or this subject about. Because literally what's going to happen, it makes me uncomfortable. Because now the entire comment section is going to be people arguing about the Jews. Uh, 
it's so stupid. Like I don't, I don't even want to go down that road. I don't want to. Wait, whose fault do you think that is? Oh my god, dude! All right, all right. I get it. I get it. You're, you're, you're basically trolling me right now. Why would I be trolling? <laughs> because, because I've been compromised by the ADL. You've been compromised by Mossad, dude. It's it's Mossad. See, you you needed to correct. But anyways, can okay. we talk about something else? I wanted to talk about Project Veritas suing James O'Keefe. Are they gonna win? Wait, no, dude. Look. So the idea is they never fired him, but they don't pay him. He has no office space there. He doesn't work there anymore. But they didn't officially fire him, and he can't create his own competitive company. It sounds a whole lot like uh, something that happened to somebody else very recently the over at Fox News. Bro. Look huh? at the ads on. Look at the ads on the Gateway Pundit. <laughs> you need ad block. My mind just completely tunes it out. I don't even see them. But, yeah, so here's the thing. They brought this case to the Southern District of New York, and they want a grand jury trial, of course. And they're suing. Uh, they've asked the federal court to issue a preliminary and permanent injunction in joining O'Keefe and uh, O'Keefe Media Group, OMG, from soliciting or contacting plaintiffs' donors, employees, or contractors. Uh, disparaging plaintiffs, obtaining, using, or disclosing plaintiffs' confidential information, and keeping and failing to return plaintiffs' property. So, you know, they ousted James O'Keefe from the company that he started, right? right? They removed him as CEO from the company that he started, built. It is literally his, his name and his brand. That is the only reason anybody follows uh, pro- followed Project Veritas. And after doing that to him, now they're mad and they're coming after him for soliciting the donors which were contributing to Project Veritas for the sole reason that James O'Keefe was a part of it. Money that he earned, a business that he created. I think what it is is they're seeing their numbers decline, their donors are leaving and they're saying, I'm going wherever James is. So this is just damage control. This is them saying, hey, look, James... We, we didn't fire you. And maybe they, they anticipated O'Keefe starting his own thing, so they didn't fire him so they can use this in a lawsuit later. But they what? did fire him. He's on... Is he still on leave without pay? That's firing. No, no, no. That was, that was temporary. They, they ultimately, the board made a decision to uh, remove him as CEO. They, yeah, they removed him. And it, was, it all came... It, it all came... Um, there was like a CFO, a chief financial officer, and somebody else that James O'Keefe hired. And then these guys were sort of like, he, he kind of caught on to the fact that they were saboteurs. And he fired them. And then one of those guys went around. All, one of the ones that remained? One of the ones that James O'Keefe fired, right? He said he he he... he he went around to all the company employees and got them to uh, sign written complaints about James O'Keefe and brought that to the board. And then the board held a vote to remove James O'Keefe. First, they put him on paid leave to kind of see the public reaction. And then ultimately, they removed him. Right. So it was this saboteur that infiltrated the company and then recruited a bunch of people inside of the company to to file complaints against James O'Keefe. That's 
how he was removed from the company. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Dude, I just don't, I don't even care anymore about that storyline. I think James O'Keefe came out on top and his revelation with the whole donations and the scam and the money laundering that's taking place at ActBlue is grabbing eyeballs like crazy. I mean, what story is Project Veritas came out with? I mean, they used to come out with one huge story every two weeks. Even if they they did come out with a huge story, I wouldn't give it any, any attention because of what they did. And, and, Somebody said, how does that happen? How do you start a company and then give other people power over your company? Well, it, it happened to Steve Jobs. I mean, when you take a company public and you have uh, board members and then the the uh, investors control the board and they get to appoint board members, your company can easily be infiltrated. And then you have a board which is against you and they can remove the well, CEO. This is different because it's an organization. Uh, is it nonprofit? Is that the word? That's a good question. Is is Project Veritas a nonprofit? Yeah, I believe it's a nonprofit organization. But they're beholden to their investors regardless. They're beholden to their donors, to the people that fund them. Not sure if it's a nonprofit. So O'Keefe was the founder, and then he hired a board of donors, people that paid a lot of money, right, and donated, people that he trusted, thought, ah, this guy's cool. And then they came in. And fired him. That's the whole bizarre nature of it. So, but you're right about that happening in normal companies as well. Uh, founders get kicked out all the time after they get a board that disagrees with them and shareholders that hate them. Yeah, because basically the board has a fiduciary duty to the shareholders of a pub- public company or the investors of a company like Project Veritas. And so if they can create the narrative like um that you are a financial liability to the company you're a bad like, boss or for example you're you're going out there in in public and disparaging the company you're losing the company money you're you're steering the company in in a bad direction or you're mismanaging uh money inside the company like they accuse James O'Keefe of doing or like you said you're a bad boss you're you're a bully you create a hostile work environment well then they can create the narrative that you're a liability to the company and the board has a fiduciary duty and obligation to get rid of you because their job is to make money for their shareholders or the investors. Which makes sense, by the way. It makes sense. Right, and that's what they did to James O'Keefe. But it was more or less um, an infiltrator that recruited a bunch of complaints from disgruntled employees that said James O'Keefe was a bully, and they also said that he was trying to fund his showbiz career through using the company's funds or something like that. Yeah. So misappropriating money. Appropriating, yeah. But, you know, who cares about Project Veritas? I think most people just, they're relevant now. They were relevant because of James O'Keefe. Dude, you know what I think? I think a lot of these... Big names, these fearless, I wouldn't say fearless, these firebrands, guys like Steven Crowder, I'd add him in there. Because I wouldn't say Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh are really firebrand. Would you say that? These guys just... Mm, 
Matt Walsh more so than Ben Shapiro. But is re- compared to someone like James O'Keefe, is Matt Walsh really like that guy? Nah, he, he has, he's a one-dimensional figure. He stays in his lane talking about transgender right. insanity. He made a documentary asking questions about what is a woman. O'Keefe will go undercover at some transgender meeting and catch them saying crazy things. So there's a, like, he's a hardcore man, like, when it comes to his job and what he fulfills in the, in the, in the conservative space. So when you look at these high-intensity individuals, I'd say they're usually probably bad bosses. They're very aggressive. So, you know, when I hear stories like Crowder's not a great boss, I kind of believe it. I don't know how much I believe he just walks in the office with his dude. Out. That's weird. Dude, imagine being James O'Keefe and how paranoid you must be about having people in your company that want to stab you in the back and sabotage you and leak stuff before, uh, you know, alert the people that you alert the people at Pfizer that you've you've gotten undercover footage of and stuff and uh, right sabotage you at every every turn. There's so many people that want to sabotage James O'Keefe, and he also has to worry about you know attacks on his life, his his family, so. Right. Imagine the stress that 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 creates for him. Imagine living under that stress all the time. I'm sure working for him is not very pleasant, and I'm sure he's not a very pleasant person to be around, but understandably so. I mean, do people really think Trump? Bro, this man probably demands. Elon, that's another one. You think Elon's telling his employees, oh, I love you. No, he's telling them, sleep in the office until you get this code done. Sleep on the floor on that bean bag you were sipping coffee and gossiping on instead of doing your job. Right. Like, people that are very successful are very demanding of their employees. O'Keefe was running a very competent organization. Project Veritas was feared. So many lawsuits, and they were winning. Every time they got sued, O'Keefe made a big deal out of it. Every time they won, he made a big deal out of it. And I know he has that character because the man who make a whole show on how he won, right? You know how Trump just likes to, to tell everyone he won? The same thing with O'Keefe. They're very similar in that aggressive manner. So I think, of course, it, was, it wasn't was always fun to work with him. But I think when you finish a story and it, it gets published, a lot of those employees will probably like, wow, okay, all that work was worth it. And I think that's why many of them ultimately left and joined him at his new company. Right. They don't like that either. And, you know, the problem here, you said, uh, you know, Project Veritas is irrelevant and they're not, there's nothing to worry about here. I think that there is because there's a reason why they brought this lawsuit to the Southern District of New York. And there's also a reason why they want a grand jury trial in the Southern District of New York. So they want an injunction. Uh, they they, they want to basically destroy this new media company that James O'Keefe has started by, um, you know, basically getting getting uh, him to stop. The, oh. the people that are leaving Project Veritas for, for O'Keefe Media Group, he wants, they want that stop. They want an injunction from the court. Um, then that's the court. What's the word for this? Usurping on those people's rights and freedoms. It's my right. And I'm at liberty to go from whatever organization I want to go to to another one. 
I, I didn't sign my life to Project Veritas. I think that's the argument O'Keefe's employees are going to make. No, he, he's, he, was the, he was the CEO of the company. He wasn't like under, under contract like Tucker Carlson with Fox News. It would be like he's the Rupert Murdoch of Project Veritas. Right. And but, it's different with organizations, of course. So, yeah, but so th- this, isn't about, this isn't about a non-compete clause where they're trying to stop him from working. This is about them trying to prevent him from uh, obtaining the donors and the employees, which ran the company that he started and, I know and helped argument, fund it. O'Keefe's argument is going to be, well, I'm not forcing those donors to donate for O'Keefe Media unless he's using Project Veritas's email list and telling its donors donate to us. And I maybe he's doing. That. I think that he probably is, and he yeah maybe, <laughs> and he probably should be. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't he? Exactly. Why wouldn't he, and why shouldn't he? But if if you get in front of a grand jury in in Manhattan or something uh, like that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get another guilty but never guilty verdict. By the way, if you're still watching, hit the like button. Yep, and if you're on my channel, of course, subscribe to Behizzy on Rumble and vice versa. And if you're on Behizzy's, you know, subscribe over here at the Wolf Pack, Nick Mo Cedar. But um. Yeah, I think. What, what do you think? We should. We've been going for almost right, an hour and twenty minutes. Wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go watch some. Some fresh and fit. I just love watching that podcast. I agree with nothing they say, but I think. What is that? It's this podcast. They bring these hoes to get owned. You know. <laughs> and is it Sneeko? That guy Sneeko? He, he's on there a lot, and I I enjoy watching that kind of content. It sounds it's, awful. It's good humor for me. I just I enjoy laughing at you know some of the cringe I hear. They'll ask the girls to name three countries, and these are women with college educations. They come in their introductions like, "Oh, I have a bachelor's in science." Three countries, and they're talking about London. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, they're talking about Tokyo's a country. Wait, talking London's about- not. Hmm? Never, never mind. Never mind. I knew you were a girl, man. <laughs> Crazy. I'm, I got to start at OnlyFans. You and think that would be profit? I mean, you basically have one in Stub Substack. You can. Yeah, locals is like conservative OnlyFans, but. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just, not doing too well. I think people were just Rumble's crazy because why would they create the support feature on? I Rumble don't know. They already man. own locals. I don't know why is Rumble doing so many things that Rumble's doing. <laughs> and not doing, and not doing. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did add the uh, monetization feature to the app, where you can send that Rumble rants great. through your phone if you update your app. That's cool. Is that why? Oh, my last few shows, uh, the Rumble rant usage has been higher. So I'm guessing people are just seeing just seeing that feature on on their phones now, which is good. They added that, but again, there's so much. They lack so much. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Like Rumble, if you go to their homepage, right, they are now promoting power slap videos and gaming content. I mean, and they're losing they bought, they viewers. Bought, they bought like the rights to power slap. And why? Why? Uh, Who the hell wants to watch people slap each other? Oh, you'd be surprised. 
I mean, some some of these events have, you know, millions of views. Uh, you don't know how, how many millions of views. Wait, why do they have views? I'm looking at it now. This video has 1.8 million. Why? Because it's an event where men line up and slap each other. Like, why wouldn't you want to? I, I don't get it. Sports are getting crazier. There's b- bare knuckle fighting now. I get it. Like, you want to add innovation to a sport that already exists, but bare knuckle. No, knuckles. man. Like, Rumble needs to stop trying to be what it's not. Okay? They, they, they really, the CEO, Chris Pavlovsky, I feel like he really doesn't want Rumble to be a conservative news site. He wants it to be a uh, everything a, platform, an everything platform, kind of like YouTube is. That but that's the aim. That should be, but gradually, gradually, yeah, gradually. Uh, okay, incentivize some gaming content. Recruit uh, a couple of influencers from the left. All right, but don't completely, because basically what you've done now is you had a massive influx. Of conservatives, particularly uh, people over the age of 45, flock to your platform due to the censorship of conservative talking, conservative voices on YouTube. And so you have this massive audience of people that come to your site for a specific purpose to see the stuff they can't see on YouTube. But now what you're trying to do in this effort to be uh, uh, – more inclusive and not be labeled, I guess, by the media as a right-wing conservative site. Now you're trying to incentivize power slap and gaming content, which the audience that you have, 45-plus conservatives, don't want to see. And you're actually decentivizing, if that's a word, and you're compl- you're basically hiding the content that the people come... T- you don't have an algorithm. Yeah, You don't have an algorithm, so... It's not like I go on Rumble and I watch a couple videos and then start suggesting the stuff I want to see. The only thing you have is the editor feed and the homepage. And so my homepage is a bunch of stuff that I don't give a crap about and I don't want to see. True. You're, you're acting like I, I disagree one bit. <laughs> I agree. I, I, share, I share the exact same frustration. It's annoying, man, because I want to see Rumble succeed, but this is... I mean, they're splashing millions of dollars on creators that will probably leave after their contracts expire because unless you know they got banned permanently from the sites they were on, why would you give your audience a more a less plausible a less capable platform than the ones you're already on. If a creator is still on YouTube after getting signed to Rumble, they would just go back. I, I, I see this you see this a lot. This is how Mixer, Microsoft, way more billions than Rumble, spent hundreds of millions of dollars signing creators. You know what happened? Mixer, Mixer died out because they didn't build the platform with the purpose of anything like free speech. So Rumble had that influx of people that like people that watch us, right? They watch our stuff. They came to the platform seeking a home to be in. And now without an algorithm, those people are now being disenfranchised from the platform because the content that's being promoted has nothing to do with their interest. What they should do is, one, build the tools for those people that came to Rumble to stay on Rumble. 
give them playlist, give them an algorithm so they, they stay in their ecosystem and then start introducing different content. Start introducing your power slap and your gaming when you have the ability to satisfy all your users. They didn't even satisfy one group of users and now they're trying to satisfy everyone else even though no one's satisfied. Right. They're trying to satisfy people that, that don't exist in, a, right. in an effort to recruit those people to Rumble. Right. But if you have a business like a franchise in your city and it's not working, don't try to scale and start franchising to other cities <laughs> until the one in your city works. It seems so simple. It, no, uh, it actually is. There, there was a time when I'd log into Rumble and I would see a ton of stuff, a ton of news. And that's, that's, that's why I went to the site. But now it's like legend. Look on the editor's page, legend of Zelda with llama. The emperor has no clothes like acoustic session by the follow through watching the FNB ABU nuke stream new Fortnite June crew. Like what the, what the hell is this? Uh, I then, uh, and then if it's political, it's the same people. So, yeah, yeah, it's the Eva, people Eva that have Ben Shapiro. You know, as if Ben Shapiro needs. Well, I guarantee you that those people have signed some sort of contract with Rumble, so they're promoting the content creators that are getting paid by Rumble. Um, it's kind of crazy because you have other content creators who don't get paid, who produce probably better content and more Rumble-exclusive content that promotes engagement on the site. Ben Shapiro is not reading his Rumble live chat when he has a show. (laughs) He doesn't care. Oh, man. It is crazy. All right, Nick, I got to close off the show. So, um, all right, let me do my outro, which is usually pray, and then you'll do your outro. So, so we can make <laughs> outros. <laughs> All, right. All right. Mine's real simple. All right. It's going to be fast. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for this great show with Nick. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. And I will see you next time. Wait, wait, wait. But let's spend like 20 more seconds talking about something. Where's everyone watching from? Here? See, that's part of my outro, too. Oh, Jonathan C. Tay, but would you pay to see Power Slap Joe Rogan versus Dylan Mulvaney? <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, I would pay to see that. Why, why Joe Rogan? Does he... How about Joe Biden versus Trump? That would be amazing. Power Slap. Uh, that's going to be elderly abuse, even though it's elder on elder crime. Hey, if you want gaming content, I've recently become addicted to this 20-year-old uh, MMORPG RuneScape. A game I used to play when I was twelve. I just recently started playing again. So, wait, you know why you get get re addicted to a game you used to like? Nostalgia. Yeah. Yep. You start thinking, man, I miss, I miss when I was just twelve and had no responsibilities, no rumble shows, and I just want to go back to that. Now I have a son, and my life's great. Is your life great, Nick? My life's pretty good. I I don't have too many complaints. Right. That's the most important thing. There's a there's people that are like, ah, oh, man, I wish I was in his position, you know, but we just have to make the most of what we have before we lose it. Wisdom, wisdom hizzy out here, man. You know what I'm saying? But nah, seriously, uh, I enjoyed having you. Um, 
No homo. I enjoyed having you as well on my channel. No homo. We'll have to have you back. We'll have to have you back too. Yeah. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com, that's www.trimwithus.com, to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com, or now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.